Welcome to Mums on Cloud9. During this six-part series, we've been looking at how to become a number one Salesforce consultant and the range of skills you can benefit from to do a great job. In this week's session, we're talking about how to pitch yourself for a Salesforce consultant role. So if you've got all these skills in place and you're going to invite, okay, I'm going to go for that job, you know, I'm, you know, how do you do that? What is it that you need to prepare? How do you present yourself? How do you win that job over anybody else? And in, in Supermums terms, how do you be super at interview? So to discuss this topic, I've got Melanie Debenham, who's joining us, who's our General Manager of Supermums Consulting, and that's our recruitment service at Supermums that we help place candidates within roles. So Melanie, please do introduce yourself it's great to have you here today oh thank you very much Heather and hi everyone so yeah as Heather uh, quite rightly says I head up the recruitment team so as I often say we're a, a, a small but um, you know almost perfectly formed team there's about eight of us split between what we would term as client services and recruiters and ultimately you know in terms of our expertise to talk to you about you know what makes a great candidate how to help you with interview hints and tips. We're in the market on a daily basis, talking to clients about what they're looking for, you know, what makes a good CV and so on and so forth. Fantastic. So absolutely, you're the woman we need to speak to today <laughs> about <laughs> how to help people be super because you know what all these companies are looking for. So let's start with that first question about, you know, if you're looking to present yourself to a Salesforce consultancy, what are they looking to hire from people? Um, what are the, some of the, the, the prerequisites they have? Okay. So I guess in my opinion, consultancies as they're as they're looking to hire, certainly Salesforce consultants, they're really looking for people that can join them and will support them in deepening relationships um, with their customers. Um, so they're looking for people that have got great sort of relationship, rapport building skills that can really embed themselves in the work that they do with their clients. I guess that they're probably also looking for, for candidates who are capable not only of doing the work, but actually of selling the work. Um, and that's not necessarily sort of your cold calling targeted sales, but it's ultimately that that relationship build combined with expertise, confidence in how you work with that client ultimately inspires them to continue using and, and potentially increase business with, with the consultancy. I'd say that they're looking for people that can complete tasks, but equally they're looking for people that can articulate the value of the work that they've produced. So I guess they're looking for candidates who are ambitious, that they're eager to grow. They've got great goals to work in consulting and that as an, an individual, they're, they're really looking for somebody that wants to upskill really quickly. Hmm. It's really interesting, you know, sometimes you'd think, okay, it's about Salesforce experience and Salesforce certifications and actually yeah. everything you've just talked about is about business experience generally isn't it it's about yeah. a lot of transferable skills that aren't salesforce agnostic and yeah. we've certainly seen that with the super mums that have been through our program who've relaunched their career um, because mel you've been speaking to some of our candidates that are relatively mm -hmm. new to salesforce but they've got some of those transferable skills already right and they could Absolutely. go for a salesforce consultant role at the outset is mm -hmm. that right Absolutely. Yeah. Well, I mean, we've, you know, in terms of quality candidates and the people that are coming through from um, some of the most recent cohorts, they've been excellent. And and how we've been able to support them in their job searches is much more around. Yes, you've got a, a Salesforce certification and that's amazing because that actually, you know, impresses upon a, a future employer that that you're in a, a situation where you've got a good understanding of the of the platform. But beyond that, what we're really doing is pulling out, you know, the transferable skills that people have been able to pick up from their past career that are equally as important to, to the ecosystem right now. 
Yeah, it's so important. So this question people might have in their head is, you know, when am I ready to apply? You know, do I need to have all this experience? So it might be that they've just stepped into Salesforce, which you've talked about, and that yeah. really important attributes that people are looking for to somebody who's been a Salesforce administrator and going, when do mm-hmm. I take that next step? Yeah. You know, what's your advice to people sort of who are thinking, well, am I ready for that role? I think um, right now, um, with the movement in the market that consultancies are looking to hire people, you know, from entry level upwards. So actually, if you are, if you're looking for that first step into the marketplace, as we as we just touched on, you know, some of the super mums, yes, they've got their certification, but their first Salesforce job is actually going in or into a consultancy. So I would say that, you know, at, certainly at, at that level, the, the role is more a supporting role. So it's taking on tasks that are delegated by other colleagues. There's plenty of opportunity to observe and to develop in that role and loads of opportunity to progress through to mid-level and then to senior level. So for me, candidates probably are generally ready if they've got their Salesforce admin cert. Sometimes, you know, that's supported with a platform at Builder Certification. But I would say if you're in a, let's say if you're in an admin job right now and you're thinking, how do I take that next step? What I would be advising people to do is is to make sure that in the job that they've got at the moment, that they're working as hard as they possibly can to push themselves forward to gain as many opportunities as possible to run a training session or to liaise with any of the clients and the customers that their employer currently works with. Um, but, but you know, again, I keep going back to it, you know, whilst there's lots of technical aspects to a consultant role, there's a real need for people to be comfortable interacting with others, to be able to build and manage and maintain relationships with stakeholders. So our experience at the moment is that consultancies are taking people at all levels, right from entry level, they're hiring at mid-level and they're, they're hiring at senior level. Yeah, amazing. Don't be frightened to take to take that jump thinking, oh, well, I've only been, you know, I've, I'm not even in the ecosystem yet. I've done my training, but, you know, I'm, I'm not quite ready to go. I've not had any experience as an admin. Mm-hmm. You know, people are, they're not bypassing that step. They're just going a slightly different route. Yeah, and you're right, you know, we've had so many people who've just relaunched their career and have actually just landed in a consultancy uh-huh. as their first job, but, you know, it's absolutely possible. And I think going back to your point around the the career progression opportunities, I mean, that's what's quite attractive, right? Because if you go into an admin role, which is a solo admin role, you might not get the progression at that company and your progression might be moving. Whereas if you're in a consultancy, you can keep going, right? And, yeah. you know, progress really quickly. Yeah. So if people are wanting to go for that job, um, and minimize the chance of rejection how do you make a cv really stand out um it's a tough one because it's it's all for me it's all about bringing a cv to life Mm -hmm. you know if you're applying directly you know you're possibly you know sending a cv along with you know a number of other candidates and you've really got to try and bring your cv to life so you know put on that certainly if you're that entry level put on there you know your experience put on your, your, your sort of trailhead points and, and, and the work that you've done through trailheads, put on your certification, but actually really go to town with highlighting any kind of projects that you've worked on, where you got involved with stakeholders, talk about your technical and your non-technical skills and how you've utilised those. And, you know, and if you're lucky enough to have worked on a project whereby there's a real result, whether that be in the form of, of 
you know, being able to demonstrate a cost saving or a time saving, again, bring that to life. More and more these days, organisations are not just looking for where you've worked or what you've done. They're really looking for you to bring your expertise to, to life and, and to show the results that you've delivered and how you delivered them. Mm, that's amazing and you know you review a lot of cvs uh, you know as a recruiter don't you and obviously give this amazing feedback to people uh, you know what's the value of working with a recruiter versus doing it yourself and sending the cv to an employer oh um i've been a recruiter for for, for years um <laughs> i'll not say how many but i can tell you it's more than 25 um um I think for me, first and foremost, when you're working with a recruiter, it, it really does give you that opportunity to land your dream job. A good recruiter will talk to you about your skills, about what your ambitions are, about where you want to go with your career. They'll probably also talk to you a little bit more beyond your experience and where you've worked. They'll start to talk to you a little more about what kind of culture you're looking to work in. You know, they might even talk to you. We, we often do. We, we talk to candidates about, you know, tell us about a boss that you've had. We don't want to know if, you know, you had a, a beer or a glass of wine with them on a, a Friday evening. But what was it about their management style that actually got the best out of you and made you feel successful in your job? And then we can pull all of that together as a recruiter to be able to present a candidate much better so actually what the client the client isn't just seeing your cv we can bring that to life but beyond that you know we we can talk to specific companies about a candidate's uh, choice of of uh, organizations we'll say look you know who do you know in the ecosystem that you're really keen to work with and we can start and use our contacts and our own experience to try and gain opportunities to to talk to that particular organization and present a candidate as best we can um so that there's really you know loads of opportunities as you're working with with a recruiter and of course you know not every company has millions of pounds to spend on recruitment advertising so you know there are many roles out there that actually you know they, they've gone straight to a recruiter you know we have organizations that come to us and give us exclusivity those jobs are not out in the open market so unless you're registered you know in, in this case with super mums but with a recruiter you know you won't have access to those job roles um and again clients uh, or, or organizations these days employers they, they just don't necessarily particularly if they're a smaller business, they don't have the manpower to manage a job ad campaign. So they work with a recruiter to save them time. They can just move straight to a shortlist. Working with a recruiter gets you onto that shortlist a little bit quicker. Mm -hmm. um, and I guess when you're on the shortlist, you know, the, the recruiter will provide you with all the details that you, you need to have. They'll talk to you about the job role, the organisation, who you might be meeting at an interview, uh, where the company wants to go, what their ambitions are. Again, touching back on what we what I said earlier about we talk to people about the culture that they want to to work in. We will talk to an organisation about the culture that they have, you know, so that we can actively match people to the right culture and the right management style as well. There are some organisations that do have internal recruiters that are scouring job boards for candidates. Um, so, you know, from a confidentiality point of view, there's a good reason there to use a recruiter if you're looking for a new job and you don't want your current employer to find out. Because a lot of the time internally, those internal recruiters are scouring job boards for candidates. And it's very easy for them to come across your, uh, a candidates or your CV if you've if you've got your, your CV out on a job board. It allows you know, recruiters to stay on top of the, of the process. 
you know, so you, you're likely to always be informed. This is when the interviews are going to take place. This is when second interviews are going to take place. This is the style of interview. You know, if a, an organisation comes back and says, you know, there's a general CV uh, overview as the first interview, but then we might do a technical or a scenario based interview. You know, we work with the client to be able to get a good understanding of, you know, what they're expecting out of that 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 particular interview. So we can pass that on to a a candidate um, and and prepare them much better. And I guess for me, you know, where recruiters really do come, you know, into their own relay is is at the point where you know an organisation wants to offer somebody the job. Where we've spoken to the candidate, we know where they're looking to negotiate, where they'll, you know, where they where they want to go upwards, what what their their base level salary is. And we can negotiate that. We're almost a bit like the pig in the middle at that point that knows what what the client is looking to pay, knows what the candidate wants to receive. And actually, that's where we we do a, a good job around that negotiation piece to get somebody really what they're looking for. Well, that pretty much sums up a gold level recruitment service, right? <laughs> like, you know, it sounds amazing. You're like, why would I not do this? You know, all the support technically for free for a candidate. Because um, it's like having a best friend working with you to get you that job and kind of, you know, we've had many people saying, oh, I've got the job of my dreams, you know, off the back yeah. of it, haven't we? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. So if you go to recruiters and you're not getting that level of service, then you know you're missing a trick. You should demand more. Um, so you know, there's loads of value there, isn't it? It feels like a bit of a matchmaking service. You know, also if you're not great at selling yourself, it's kind of somebody yeah. selling in for you and, yeah. and sort of taking that bit of pressure. So there's loads of stuff there. So if you've been in the same role for a long time and you know, you know, maybe you know we've we've gone through the the pandemic and and maybe people have sat in a job for maybe longer than what they would have done and that means that you know that the level of service in terms of time spent uh, or, or time served is is now a lot longer so they might have been out of the job market for a little while so it, it can take the nerve out of the job hunt mm, absolutely yeah because it can be nervous particularly you don't mm. know where you're going to and I think yeah. one of the things that stood out from what you said is about knowing the culture of the organization because it's very easy yeah. to look at things on black and white on paper and a website yeah. and go oh I'm going to submit my CV mm-hmm. you know you've got that other layer of information about whether it is the right fit for you and yeah. what they really want and you, you yeah. know you get more tangible information than what's just written quite often yeah the cultural fit is 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 really important. You know, seventy five percent of people that are leaving a job don't necessarily leave the job; they they leave their boss or they leave the org- they, they leave the organisation because it's just not the right place for them to be. And that doesn't mean that they took a, a the wrong job in the first place. It's just that over a period of time, maybe management has changed. That you know the organisation has changed. And the culture starts to change and, and sometimes that doesn't always fit for an individual and, and they want to move on. And I guess the other side of that these days is that because it's it's very much a, a tight market in terms of good quality candidate availability, organisations are talking much more about the cultural aspect of their organisation. They almost want to sell a bit of a journey. This is who we are. This is what we do. This is what it's like to work here. So the culture piece, both from a a candidate and an employer is really important at the moment to create the best fit or the best relationship between an employer and an employee. Yeah, I've definitely seen that. And that's obviously in the wake of this great resignation thing and like Absolutely. the going to have to promote flexibility or, mm. you know, the culture and the, the different way of life that people are wanting. Yeah, um, yeah. Fabulous. Let's look at it from a slightly different perspective around, mm-hmm. you know, if you're working with a, cre- a recruiter, 
Um, you might be sat there thinking, well, I haven't heard anything back and I'm not getting jobs through. Um, how is it best to work with a recruiter to really make sure you're front of mind with them? Because obviously you're dealing with quite a few candidates at the yeah. same time. Yeah, you do deal with quite a few candidates at the same time, but you know each one's just as important as as the next. Um, the one thing that I'd say is that that sometimes as a as a you know a candidate, it may be really easy to think oh, I've done my bit now. I've 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 kind of done the onboarding um, or the registration process, and that they're looking for a job role for me now. Don't expect that it, it should be a one sided relationship. You know that the that the recruiter is always going to come with come to you as a candidate. Um, as a candidate, you've got an equal responsibility to really build that relationship. You know, and, and make sure that that the recruiter knows who you are and what you're looking for. It's not very often because we build up great relationships with our candidates, but there are some times where you know you've you've registered a really good candidate, and you know that that onboarding meeting ends, and and there's some takeaways from that in terms of could you just potentially just tweak your CV there and, and send it back to me or could you take a look at the job description and come back to me well if you sit on the job description and two or three days have gone by to a recruiter it can look like you're not keen so therefore you might find that the level of contact slips a little bit and that's because recruitment is quite fast-paced employers come to recruiters for there's, there's probably more than three but three key reasons one because it saves them time it saves them money it saves them hassle and it speeds up the process so for us if we're working on a job role um, and recruitment is incredibly competitive we want to be able to get cvs across to that client and get interviews sorted as quickly as possible and sometimes that means that we take a job one day and we make a commitment to the client that they'll have CVs from us three days later. Um, a really good example would be that that, that one of our consultants, um, Ikra, she turned a placement around within 24 hours. So literally job came in, CV went to the the, we spoke to a candidate, the candidate's CV went to the client, the client came back, interview that day, and I think pretty much started the next. And that's how quick it can be. So if you really are looking for a job role, work with your recruiter, make sure that they know who you are, what you're looking for, be responsive yeah, and amazing. chase them and chase them. Don't be frightened to chase yeah. them either. Absolutely. I love those. So such amazing group of tips. Are there any other final top tips that you'd want to share with anybody, Mel, right now? Um, I think in terms of final tips, you know, that the, there comes a point when you're working with a recruiter whereby you are you're going to go on interview. So I would say just make sure that you research. Um, I'd make sure that you'll be prepared, that you, you're fully prepared, um, that you've been pre-briefed by your recruiter. So they've they've given you hints and tips. You know, they've, they've tried to make things as easy as they possibly can so that you feel as prepared as, as possible. Um, but, you know, if you're a candidate and, and you're working with a recruiter, sometimes it seems like it's a fairly easy job. Trust me, jobs don't come to us. We, we go out to market and we build big, you know, we build relationships with clients and and they come back to us time and time again. So if you are, you're looking to work with a recruiter, of course, I'm, I'm always going to say that my, my team are great. But if, if you're in the, the, the Salesforce world, then, you know, please do get in touch with us. We do place people. But, you know, ultimately beyond that, we're a great set of people that, that will just help people out. So working with lots and lots of employers around, if you want some information on a, a particular client or organisation, we, we can potentially give you that. 
Indeed, yeah, absolutely. You are a super team, indeed. <laughs> With the feedback <laughs> we get, so. <laughs> we have to, don't we? With our name, but no, you guys get amazing feedback, and I think the the feedback that we get from candidates is, you know, they feel so much more confident in their CV and in their interview about how yep. to present. And I think, you know, if you're going in for that role that is a step up, you know, having. Uh, those recruiters work alongside you and particularly you know the the team as say the candidate the the recruitment consultants we've got in the supermarket team are outstanding and the feedback is amazing like helping people prep and overcome those nerves and get ready for that interview has been second to none really yeah. and it's been great to see where people have been you know been, where people have got their dream jobs and <laughs> we've heard that as sort of great salary increases as well it's been phenomenal Absolutely. So thank you yeah and it's you know it's, it's a quick pay it's a fast-paced quick moving market right now um you know the ecosystem is 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 growing there are loads of opportunities out there right now there will be lots of people that certainly perhaps in terms of you know, what we're hearing at the moment around economy and, and things like that, that the ecosystem is 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 really stable. There's no reason why people should be, be worried about moving in their job role to gain progression and promotion right now. Exactly. And we're seeing people get 10 to 20k pay increases, aren't we? Yeah. Yeah. Promotions yeah. when they move. So, you know, it's not being silly about that because I think there's also people kind of go, oh, I want this much because it's like, and it's it's really justifying it and, and demonstrating it and selling yourself, isn't it? Which is why, you know, it echoes everything we've been talking about today. Yeah. Is, um, you've got to prove your value and worth to kind of get that promotion and, and move to the next level. Absolutely. So, thank you, Mel. Thank you for joining no. us today. If people want to find out more about Seaforms recruitment, where should they go? Um, well, they can certainly contact me directly, but ultimately I would point them in the direction of our Supermums website, so um, www.supermums.org. Um, if you click onto the recruitment page, you will find an opportunity to register your details with us at that point. So do register with, with us. Once you've put your details in there, that will uh, pass its way through to a, a recruiter who would then be in contact with you to see um, if they can help you. Fantastic. Well, thank you, Mel, again. And um, I hope that's all inspired you to think about that next step and how you can position yourselves for your new role and your promotion ultimately. So good luck with the job hunt. Reach out to us at Supermums if we can help. Um, and we look forward to hearing about your success stories. If you enjoyed the show today, please do rate and reviews on iTunes and we look forward to hearing from you soon. Take care. Bye bye.